I didn't smoke weed on purpose so I could be like clear minded. And I'm thinking that was a mistake. <laughs> Claudia, and we're just two ladies talking about ladies. We wanted to create a safe space for women to voice their opinions on various topics about life and share their stories. We hope you enjoy this episode, and thanks for hanging. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Nova Femme. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Um, uh, today our episode is being recorded the Sunday before the election, so, uh, we are still naive, innocent humans, and who knows what's gonna happen in a couple of days. Um, but something that happened freshly <laughs> in our present-day lives is the newly appointed Supreme... Supreme. <laughs> Supreme. <laughs> <laughs> Scream <laughs> with our. <laughs> I'm just like picturing like the Supreme Court justices with like cream desserts, like in a bakery. <laughs> I'm glad that that's what you thought of because my mind went straight to like pornography. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe an eclair. <laughs> Uh, okay, <laughs> so what has recently happened for us is that um, the new Supreme Court judge was just instated. I don't know what the actual term is. Appointed is probably the right one, but she's a scary bitch, and that's why we're talking about her today. <laughs> um after it happened well I think I should start also I just need to give a heads up I'm I don't know would it be fair to say that I'm more aggressively political than uh you (laughs) uh, I would say you're you're very passionate and more outspoken per se um but yeah no I mean I I I still have strong feelings about uh, certain policies, you know. I feel like everybody has their... There's certain things that I feel like are non-negotiables and that, to certain people, is common sense. But is that politics? Exactly. That's not politics, though. Those are human rights. See, that's where, that's where it gets dicey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the issue, and that's why there's so much division right now is because... People have different definitions of what basic human rights are. Um, Yeah, and I feel like we've lost track of what... Not we. This has happened generations before we were even, like, a thought of a human. mm -hmm. But we lost track as a society and maybe even humanity as a whole of what the line between what is bipartisan and what is just humanity right right we lost that along the way Uh, or maybe it was never there honestly it probably wasn't (laughs) yeah I feel like I feel like it's something that there was I feel like there's always like this illusion of fairness and equality not to say that you know there aren't certain things that we've worked really hard for and that are really good about you know where society is right now but it's a constant uphill battle, though. Like, there's always going to be another group that needs a voice. There's always going to be another, yeah. uh, you know, law that needs to be updated for the times. So, I don't think... It's supposed to go like that. Yeah, like, yeah. evolve with humanity. And I think there's such a big discussion. It's such a hot topic right now because I think people are like invigorated right now for this election in particular i feel like the past generations the past 
uh, you know, several elections, regardless of what party you identify with, uh, I feel like there is a certain amount of complacency and a lack of participation among the general public. Uh, you know, people, I guess just because we are such a big country, it's easy for people to think that their vote doesn't matter. But mm -hmm. what I'm happy to see this time around is uh, voter registration is up 93%. So it's like the most people have registered in the United States to vote this year than in the past, like, several decades. So, like, that is really interesting. I'm, I'm really excited to see how that, uh, I don't want to say skews the election, but, like, how that will result because I feel like yeah. now that people are more involved, more aware, they are backing certain movements, I feel like whoever's elected this year will be a greater representation of the actual majority of this country. So I'm really, really curious to see how it goes. Yeah, I agree. And I think like a big misconception of 2016 is that it was 55% Trump and like whatever, 45, I think is the math yeah, <laughs> for Hillary. That's how that would work. And yeah. like, <laughs> and they're, I think that they're thinking of this pie and they're splitting it between the two, but there's this giant chunk of gray of people who didn't vote who were registered to vote. Right. And that huge chunk is a reason why people feel like their voice doesn't matter. It's because you're not using it. Right, right. <laughs> if you don't use your voice and you don't vote, not just for the president, because honestly, at the end of the day, if Congress is not backing what most of Americans want out of this country, nothing's going to happen. Mm -hmm. The president has to ask Congress if they can do it. Can I do this? Should we do that? Can I pass this? Right. And then they veto and do things like that. And, like, that is, like, the most basic understanding <laughs> that I have of government right. well, <laughs> at yeah, that and, level. And it's, it's great that, that, that we have that system in place. It's all about checks cool. and balances, you know? Like, it's, I think that's a really good thing. Um, I, yeah, and I mean, I think people could be more educated on how the system works. I know that I can yeah. definitely be more educated. When did, when was the last time in school you can remember that you ever had a civics class? Like, I feel like I learned civics maybe in elementary school. Like, um, nothing really throughout high school. And that might just be where I grew up that yeah. education was not the greatest but <laughs> I think I, maybe I also didn't pay attention <laughs> that could be a big part <laughs> I think I remember in like maybe like seventh or eighth grade but not past that and definitely and you know what happened college, they didn't make it a big deal either yeah seventh and eighth weird, grade because like Obama became president when you should learn about all this because then you can register to vote <laughs> like right around that time <laughs> So it's interesting. I don't know. I also didn't know how to balance a checkbook or do any basic skills. <laughs> I couldn't hear you. I can't hear you. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll just, we're going to edit that part out. We'll, <laughs> we're, there it is. Like, <laughs> it, you, it could have been really good. I just don't know what you said. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It, 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 you know, it's fine. <laughs> we'll just it's we'll fine, keep you know. Going. I'm a professional editor, so... <laughs> That's great. I can't wait to hear your edits. <laughs> it's gonna be, like, nothing. All, all the claps. <laughs> this is definitely one that we have to laugh through, though, because yeah. these are, like, scary things that we're talking Yeah, about. yeah. So, bringing it back to why we're here today... Um, again, the elections are coming up, so we thought it would be a good time to just talk about some very important laws and rights that uh could potentially be in jeopardy coming up yeah um and that we yep go ahead <laughs> cut crystal off like always <laughs> no, I, you, no, I, I think you're very passionate i think i just wanted it. go for it yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll call it passion not just 
inability to shut up. (laughs) (laughs) So when Brett Kavanaugh, trigger warning, sorry, I should have, because he triggered the shit out of me. That was a very triggering point in time. I also kind of lost faith in our systems when that happened. I lost faith in humanity for a while. It took a while for me to believe that humans were good after that. And so I think with this new one, um, I think that a lot of people were triggered again and are scared again, rightfully so. And that's why I felt like we had to bring it here. Because if I'm feeling triggered and that my women around me are feeling triggered and I'm feeling the anxiety of the whole world. I think it's something to be talked out between women in a safe space like this. So we're going to talk a little about abortion, which is a trigger for some people. And we're also going to talk about Roe versus Wade. So I just want everyone to feel safe going into this conversation. (laughs) But okay, so we did the same research, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was actually really funny. We read the same exact article with the same exact facts. But it was from Planned Parenthood, so what's a better source to get information about abortion from, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, go to the source if you want to learn about women's health care, I guess. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a big supporter of everything. You know, obviously Planned Parenthood covers a lot more than just abortions, Education, contraception, um, you know, any sexually transmitted illnesses they can help with. So it's a really... For men and women. Yeah, men and women. It's not just women. No, of of course. Yeah. So I I back them fully. I I think they need as much support as they can get. Yeah. Yeah, I um I actually my it's not a planned parenthood, but the gynecologist I go to is a health clinic. It's like a reproductive health clinic, so it's kind of like a planned parenthood. Mm-hmm. They do abortions and stuff like that, but my gynecologist is there and I have learned a lot about my vagina from her. So Yeah, it's it's amazing how, you know, how limited sex education is and just mm. Even, you know, education about your own bodies, I think that's, it's very limited. Um, yeah. And I don't know if that's just an American thing. I know in certain no, countries no. Uh, around the world, you know, they start sex ed in kindergarten. You know? No, for real. I think it's like, what's the happiest country in the world? Was that Switzerland? I don't know. It's, or Sweden. Yeah, one, one of, those. of those, like, Nordic type countries does that. Obviously that, you know, they keep it g-rated but they, they <laughs> cover the topic they bring it up because it is a normal part of life so why are you trying to make it like a taboo yeah. thing for your kids mm-hmm. and before even recording crystal and i were talking and then we were like no 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 stop we have to record this <laughs> yeah we were like oh this is great content let's hit record yeah. first <laughs> but we were talking about well crystal was talking about which i have believed and have like said to other people around me and it felt like my words were coming out of her mouth and it was a beautiful moment (laughs) but we were talking about how all of this if pro-lifers are pro-life and if anti-abortionists are pro-life I guess I don't know then they would invest in better sexual education they would invest in Planned Parenthood to give people access to condoms and birth control and like STD checks and pregnancy tests and education like Planned Parenthood educates young women about their bodies because no one else does yeah and that's where you have to start is education Mm -hmm. but it's not about pro-life And it's not about anti-abortion. It's pro-forced birth. It's pro-making a woman suffer. And it's all bipartisan. (laughs) It's all about politics now. Because what is interesting is that Roe versus Wade was passed in, what was it? It was passed in 1973 with a seven to one majority. Mm -hmm. And 
then the Supreme Court was majority Republican. Mm -hmm. In 1973, it was majority Republican, and they voted to legalize abortion because they knew that they would get all of those religious women to be single-issue voters and just always vote against abortion. Mm -hmm. Just always. Like, because... A lot of people, when they vote, they vote for themselves. They vote, don't vote for the country. Mm-hmm. When they step into that poll, they're like, how is this going to affect my taxes? Not how is this going to affect poor people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they knew it would be a tactic to keep women Republican and have that thing to always grab them back, always get them back. Even if they stray for anything else, they can always get them back on abortion. And it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's like a very, it's a very, uh, you know, there are always people that are, Repu- there are people that are Republican and, you know, pro-choice as well. You know, we're not trying to. No, yeah, not that's not what I'm saying. No. Uh, you know, I'm Republican and I'm pro-choice, but, um, yeah, it's really funny that I'm Republican, actually. <laughs> I Claudia actually, and, like, Claudia don't Claudia understand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, re- yeah. I'm registered as a Republican. Are you registered Republican because your family is Republican? Is that why you originally registered for Repu- or because you believed in Republican? I think when when I was first, you know, learning about again my education before registering to vote on anything. Republican, Democrat, like I had never watched a debate in my life at eighteen. Like I didn't, I you know. I had some basic knowledge, to my understanding and my basic research at that time was I liked the idea of, uh, you know, bringing uh, e-commerce and bringing manufacturing and factories uh, back into America so that we could just be a self-sustaining nation rather than import from everywhere have our factories in china you know all those other things yeah it's it's cheaper there but you know they're dumping toxic waste into their water supply because the regulations are different there that's why it's cheaper so like all that stuff also played a role so i i really did believe in you know american-made products um (laughs) you know i don't want to say it uh like making america that you know, big industrial power again. That's that's why we are a world leader right now is because we were leaders in industry and innovators and all those things. So I do think that that is really important for any nation. That's why China is doing so well right now because they are producing like astronomical amounts of goods for the world. And like, that's how they're building an empire right now. So that was like my main thing. Um, that and... A lot of my family members were small business owners also. So a lot of their, like, you know, tax things and everything like that, I was leaning more towards Republicans as well. Um, Yeah, that was pretty much the only reason. I didn't really know or look into any other issues Mm -hmm. uh, before I registered. So, So that's where I'm at right now. But I don't know. You know, I... I guess I'd say I'm, like, generally in the middle. Like, I still believe in American business and bringing business back into America and all that stuff and, you know, making us industry leaders again. I think that the fact that there's two choices when it comes down to it is not okay. Mm. I think that the fact that it has to be Democrat or Republican needs to change. That's why we are where we are. That's why bipartisan does not work because you can't just have two options and then just keep picking from those two options over and over again when they clearly don't work. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't be here if what we were doing worked. (laughs) We wouldn't have this chaos that we're dealing with right now if the way we were doing things for years have worked. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that being Republican or Democrat isn't really truthful to, like, what people believe. It's just that they have to choose a side. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So, like, at first when you said that, I got <laughs> triggered. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I wanted to clarify. But yeah, I think I think the issue is now, too, is that both both parties have gone to the literal opposite end extremes that they possibly can. And I think the I think probably 95% of the general population is like more in that lukewarm area where they're like, you know, sort of like me, like, yeah, like I want, you know, I want to bring industry back into America, but I also think a woman's body is her own and she should be able to do whatever she wants with it. I also believe in, you know, Black Lives Matters and, uh, you know, gay rights as well. You know, the LGBTQ yeah. community. Like, I, I love all of that. So I'm like, right, I think I'm like right on the, right in the middle. <laughs> so I had to like flip yeah. a coin essentially. And that's why I'm registered as a Republican. Mm-hmm. Um, for, I don't think that both parties have gone to an extreme. I do think that the Republican bar, the people in power who are representing representing the Republican Party right now are extremists. Mm-hmm. They're more fascist than they are Republican. Mm-hmm. They believe more in themselves and their money more than they believe in anything that like a Republican eight years ago believed in, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think that Democrats haven't gone to the opposite extreme. I think that they are centralist. Mm -hmm. I think that Democrats are more like what you're describing right now about like bringing industry back in and like focusing on money in America Mm -hmm. and like that kind of stuff. I think the other side is the progressive people who do seem a bit extreme to people who don't like think of socialism as communism which Mm -hmm. yes socialism can turn into communism just the way capitalism can turn into America 2020 (laughs) and I think that a lot of societal problems are the fact that we live in binaries Mm -hmm. you're either this or you're that Mm -hmm. you're a boy or you're a girl you're gay or you're straight you're a republican or you're a democrat there's no room for in between and like yes we're making room now and like we're being like oh that table is way too fucking small for all of us we don't fit there so we're gonna make our own table Mm -hmm. over here and we're gonna figure this out because like we have to figure this out because really the only like truly the only thing that really is a huge threat to society is climate change Mm -hmm. and we need people who believe in that and republicans and democrats neither one is really really doing a lot you know they they talk a big game and they say they're going to do this and they say they're going to do that but also american eagle said that they were going to be sustainable by this year and they're not (laughs) like People say stuff because no one's going back and being like, oh, did you do what you said you would do? Mm -hmm. Did you do what you promised me you would do? No? Okay, then I'm going to vote someone else in that's going to do what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And that's how voting is supposed to work. It's not that we're voting for, like, favorite team. (laughs) You know? And so I think that, I mean, when I registered to vote, I registered as an independent because I was like I'm not a Democrat and I'm not a Republican I don't know what I am I'm 18 and I'm fucking stupid (laughs) (laughs) and then I learned in the primary for 2016 that being an independent in New York you couldn't vote in the primary and that pissed me off Mm -hmm. I was like I am not a Democrat I am not a Republican Mm -hmm. So now I have to say that I'm one of these to participate. Yeah. So I have to put myself in a binary to participate in this election right now. Mm-hmm. And that's fucked up. And so I think that, like, my idea of what Republican is is different than your idea of Republican is, is different of their idea of Republican. Like, everyone has their own idea. Right. Because if they're a part of that party, if they're not a part of that party, like, it's just, like, how they feel, you mm-hmm. know? And I don't think that we need to have such like a 
there it needs to be more fluid you know it's not like i'm this i believe in x y and z so i'm gonna vote for the person yeah that does that well and that was me talking myself back down (laughs) yeah well i think i think the i think the issue is too like they i feel like right now the political game is is hitting those trigger topics you know abortion climate change immigration you know all of those hot button topics where it's it it's a very you're this or you're that so they attach that to the campaigns so it's mm-hmm. like okay if you're a republican and you believe in bringing industry back into america like you also like want to build a wall to like across mexico like yeah. i'm like oh not necessarily true actually that's not the industry i wanted to come here (laughs) but like that's how they set it up though like if you want this then you have to vote for that as well so it's kind of they put you in that they put you in a hard spot it's really yeah it's tricky and i like for me like bringing business back into america like yeah i'm so for mm-hmm. that i'm so for us not depending on other places to produce things that we need mm-hmm. because at some point we're going to have to sustain our own country by ourselves right like there's going to come a point where if we can't do it here it's not happening if we can't grow mangoes we're not fucking eating mangoes like (laughs) you know what i mean like if we're not producing like chairs and tables or whatever then we're not gonna have them because there's gonna be like at some point we're gonna have to turn back in and bring it back around and be like okay we need to i mean at the end of covid hopefully we focus on the economy by like small businesses and like opening smaller businesses and helping people get on their feet and like okay maybe i'll just go to like the store down the street instead of amazon and things like that and that's how we bring it back into america Mm -hmm. and i don't even think that's like a republican idea it might have been when we were like babies yeah (laughs) we only knew like two things but um i think that it's just like most Americans are probably agree with that. I yeah. think it's like abortion where like 73% of Americans believe that we should have access to abortion. Mm-hmm. I think that most of America believes in progressive ideologies, but the word progressive kind of scares them a bit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. cause it's been politicized and it's been put onto this thing. And it's like, if you're progressive, you're a granola person from like Vermont and like <laughs> you're a Bernie bro yeah. and like you only drink kombucha and like, it's not Which, that's uh, not first it. Of all, that sounds like a great weekend in Vermont. <laughs> Can we just all agree on that? <laughs> I'll go drink some kombucha with some Bernie bros any day. <laughs> in granola in the mountains? That sounds great. <laughs> Actually, I probably don't want to be around Bernie Bros. They make me angry. I, <laughs> I don't think I just is there anybody that doesn't make you angry, Claudia? Um, you don't make me angry. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's very interesting. It's interesting how how for so long people didn't question things. Like I feel like I question every single move I make, and that's a bad thing, but <laughs> Like, I question, should I, like, wear this pair of socks or this pair of socks? Uh-huh. And then, like, sometimes I don't wear either because I can't decide. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I think that, like, we can change our minds. Like, we can say one thing one day and then learn five things about how we were wrong and then be like, actually, I don't believe that anymore. I believe this. And I think we have to normalize that a lot in this country, too, mm-hmm. of, you know, it's okay to be wrong. It's okay to change your mind. Yeah. Just not on Roe versus Wade. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing it back around. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. I think, I think that's the biggest thing right now is education. I think if more people were educated on politics, if more people were educated on women's health, if more people were just educated on, you know, what 
what this country was built on and the principles that that made us a great country to begin with then I think there would be a lot more compassion and understanding within our country and I think everybody would realize we're all not that different and we all yeah. want the same things you know we all want to mm -hmm. provide for our families be safe and you know feel secure in our lives that's all anybody mm -hmm. ever wants and I think I think if we remember that and remind ourselves that as a whole I think there'll be a lot less hate and division you know again we don't know what's gonna happen in the next two days so there's a lot of anticipation but yeah I think I think I, no matter what happens though I think everybody will learn something from it and that's sort of the silver lining whichever way this goes it will be a learning experience for us and possibly yeah. the whole world. <laughs> I think that America has always had the potential to be the greatest country. I think we've always had the potential to be the smartest, to be the first at everything. I think mm -hmm. that we've always had, you know, the right structure and bones, like, democracy works if we're doing it correctly and we haven't been doing it correctly for a really long time but if this country really wanted to be the best really wanted to be the top and a world leader and all of these things they should have let women in they should have let black people in they should have let indigenous people in they should have made it this melting pot that they really like lied to us and told us it was for so long and that it's this mesh of cultures and everyone's learning from each other and like everything's great and it's like no this country has been murdering people it has been like keeping people down underneath like heavy boots for so long and I think that if anything is kind of going to come out from the past four years and whatever happens on Tuesday and whatever the next four years look like at the end of it I think that we're all at least most of us are going to be like this is not our country this is not what America should be America should be an equal place for everyone to have opportunities to succeed mm -hmm. because then we will be the most successful country if we're giving everyone an equal opportunity to get there and a lot of the scary things that are coming with the new Supreme Court and all of that stuff is a lot of these rights that women have been given, that gay people have been given, that everyone, black people, minorities, all minorities have been given have come through the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court can also take it away they can also agree that we don't deserve these rights anymore and that mm -hmm. supreme court does not represent america so it is not it's not fair <laughs> it's not a just system right now or possibly ever and it's scary because there's about 16 cases that are super close to the supreme court that are super close to them deciding whether we get to keep these rights or not. And now we just got another fight to face. Not that we haven't been fucking fighting since the beginning of time. We just keep on fighting and keep going after it. And it's just a lot of the political ideas behind keeping abortion or not keeping abortion. I guess like making abortion illegal is keep people poor to keep people in lower class down and pregnant and have too many children and they can't rise up and you know the 16 year old gets pregnant but like she didn't have a future anyway so maybe that baby will have a future and like that kind of thinking that that this possibility of a human could be better than the person giving birth to it but you didn't give the person giving birth to it the opportunity to succeed and that's to keep people down and it's fucking it is evil it's crazy because it's not gonna stop abortion is what it really comes down to it will stop safe abortion 
before abortion was legal, most women bled to death <laughs> when they were getting an abortion. And now abortion has a 99% right. safety rate. From bleeding in basements with coat hangers yeah. to a 99% safety rate for abortions. Mm -hmm. And you think that making it illegal is going to stop it from happening. No, we're just going to lose more amazing humans that could have been awesome but they died because they couldn't get an abortion and that is it's insane that they're not looking at all of their resources to make this country amazing like you're excluding more than half of your resources you can't just lean on men and white men to figure right. everything out <laughs> newsflash <laughs> trigger warning they're fucking stupid yeah. sometimes <laughs> I said sometimes I made it nice <laughs> That was a late trigger warning. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I agree. I, I feel like, um, I feel like it's, it's really scary. That's the scary part too, is people are still going to find ways yeah. to do what they want. You know, if, yeah, like you said, there were, that was a huge business back in like the uh, before the 60s and stuff like there were yeah, yeah no. there there weren't even doctors yeah. like it would just be some guy with like uh, I don't even know what they would use honestly I don't really want to think about it some guy with a sharp object and you'd pay him a couple hundred dollars beforehand and then if you lived you got he got the rest of the money after but like it literally could be like anybody anybody it's just wild like there's so many stories too like there's so many stories of women like horror stories of women that you know they got a back alley abortion they lived but they're infertile or but they got went into septic shock and like almost died or they lost a leg from the septic shock like it's it's wild yeah it is cr people would have to go to different countries to get an abortion done like and just because you get an abortion does not mean that you don't want kids. That means that at that time, you could not raise that child and give that child a life worth living. And that is fine. Accidents happen. Right. They gave women birth control when, like, I think it's, like, the sperm that impregnates us, not the eggs. So, like, I think the wrong sex yeah. got the birth control. But it's just... Well, they tried to do they tried to do a male version of birth control. They couldn't cut it. They couldn't handle the mood swings. So yeah, no, seriously. Uh, you of course look they it couldn't. Up. There were trials. Of done course they couldn't. It. it was literally it was a pill, just like regular birth control, but for men. And they couldn't handle it. It's what was like growing up. I feel like my family mm -hmm. maybe talked about abortion. I don't know. I always had the sense of. I knew that it was a thing. I knew that it was a choice. And I never thought it was bad. So whether they talked to me about it or not, that was my sense about mm -hmm. it my whole life. Maybe it's because I'm not religious. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that's, like, right. really what the core of it is, is religion or what. Yeah. I'm not sure. I I'm not sure either. My, my mom had a conversation with me just about birth control in general and she was like you know sometimes you you know you're safe and you do everything right and it doesn't work out and I, she was like she was like if the, anything like that happens though she's like please tell me so that we can you know work it out together like whatever there were options yeah I, I got the impression that it was whatever choice I made she just wanted me to have that choice yeah, well, a lot of a lot of young girls that are like 15, 16, like they're scared to tell their parents and then like when you're 7 months pregnant, you can't oh, really yeah. do anything about that. Like, you know? So, yeah, but like I I think that happens like out of fear cuz like their parents didn't have that conversation with them. Cuz like, yep. I mean, I saw it on, you know, the show 16 and Pregnant. Like, you can hide it for a while, like especially if you live somewhere cold just layer up you know like you can hide it for like a good six months 
if you really wanted to. But um, so yeah, I, I had that conversation. So I, I never felt afraid. I always felt like I had my mom as like an ally, like she would help me with mm-hmm. whatever I needed, whatever choice I wanted. She just, she made it clear. She's like, the sooner that you find out and that we can work on this together, like the more options you will have. A lot of people think that getting an abortion makes you a bad person. And I think that a lot of women who have gotten an abortion think that they did something wrong. And I think they have a lot of regret about it if they can't see the bigger picture that it was the right choice. Um, People also don't understand the emotional turmoil it puts the woman through. All of those hormones racing through your body and then, like, you know, it happens and then you still have those hormones. They just don't have a place to go anymore. And it's really just something that there should be more empathy around. Like, that is a hard fucking moment in someone's life. That is a hard choice. And even if it's not a hard choice, and if you went through it and you were fine and you didn't feel anything and you moved on and everything was great, Mm -hmm. good for you. You did the right thing and you know you did the right thing. (laughs) And if you did it and you have regrets and, you know, the universe really does work and she is guiding us to the right decisions. And if you follow your intuition over maybe the voices around you and the voices in your head, you'll always make Mm -hmm. the right decision. And I mean, I've never had one, so I can't, I can really only speak from a outsider perspective, but you know, it's a way of life. It's a thing that happens. Abortion is normal. Right. It's healthcare. (laughs) There's really nothing else to it besides that it's healthcare just like, you know, I'm just, no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say it, but we'll edit it out if it's really bad and you'll have to tell me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's like a little bad, but it's equally funny, though. It's funny. Somebody has to have a good sense of humor for that one, but <laughs> it could have been in poor taste, but it's, <laughs> I'll let it slide. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, just going off of what you said, I think I think if I could say, like, one thing to anybody who's either had an abortion or who is contemplating abortion, it it is your choice, it is your body, it is your future. Yep. Um, but I, I'm also a very strong believer that no matter which decision you do make, you can't just make sure it's your choice because that was the right decision for you and same with people that decide to to keep their baby you make that decision the right one you know even if it's even if it's inconvenient and it's difficult you make it the right choice you know you you love that child you love the life that you're going to build either way if you love mm-hmm. the you know if you got a no abortion you can love the no it's it's just a different way of loving your future that's all it is so i I don't think anybody should look back with regret or guilt at all you have to look towards what that decision allowed you to do in your future that you're grateful for yeah and so with this podcast we really want to bring a lot of ladies to the table we're gonna try to bring a lady Mm-hmm. every episode but so today I brought a lady and <laughs> it's a lady we've been talking about but I just watched a documentary called aka Jane Roe on Hulu it's an FX documentary about Norma McCorvey who is Jane Roe and it was really interesting listening to her talk about her experience and her story and how the movement treated her afterwards. So I'm just going to talk about her for a little moment. (laughs) So Norma got pregnant in 1969, and abortion was banned in most states. And she was in Texas, so it was, like, extra banned. It was, like, a no with, like, a bigger no over it, and then just, like, pitchforks outside. 
And so she went to a doctor and she asked for an abortion. And at that time, you had to say you were raped to get an abortion. That's the only way they would do it. And they kept asking her weird questions. Like, she said she got raped even though she didn't get raped because she needed an abortion. She already had a kid and she couldn't afford to have another kid. Mm -hmm. She was poor and she just couldn't. So she said she got raped and he kept asking her questions like, was the man black? And she's like, I don't know what that has to do with anything. So I don't want to answer these questions anymore. And she like left. So then she went to an underground abortion doctor and it was really scary. And she said that she looked around and got really, really scared and just left without getting an abortion. So that was two times she tried to get an abortion and couldn't get one. Mm -hmm. And then um, there were two lawyers who were both women whose names I don't have. (laughs) And they needed a plaintiff to fight Texas on their abortion laws. They needed a poor woman and preferably probably a white woman because a lot of ideology with all of these movements and all of these changes and stuff is that it's always easier if it's a white face at the forefront because it's easier for people to digest. And so she went ahead and she was Jane Roe and she went through the whole thing and they ended up winning. But she still had to have her baby. She didn't get an abortion. She went through this entire lawsuit for abortion rights for all women to come in the future. And she still had to have her baby. It's just crazy. I didn't, I thought that Roe versus Wade was a woman who had gotten an abortion versus someone who was trying to arrest her or something. I didn't realize I didn't really know the details until I started looking into it and watching this documentary. She was saying how the lawyers called her one day and they're like, we won, we won. Like, aren't you so excited? And she's like, yeah, that's great. But I have a second child now. And I put that child up for adoption. And now that child is in this world. And it's not mine, but it is mine. And it's great that women to come will have a choice, but I never had a choice. I didn't get a choice, and it's not really fair, so I'm not super stoked. And then the woman's movement happened. And Norma is like, she I don't know, she's like super fluid. She's like, I had a girlfriend, and then I had a boyfriend, and then I had a girlfriend, and then I had a boyfriend, and like... Then she, like, meets this woman, and they fall in love, and so she's in a lesbian relationship, and a lot of the infighting that happened during the women's movement in the 70s was that lesbians weren't involved. They didn't want lesbians involved because they thought it would take away from women's rights and focus more on gay rights, and this was the women's movement. So I don't know if that had to do with it. That's just... Another, like, tidbit that I know (laughs) that I added in there. But they wouldn't let Norma speak or talk at these rallies or to people or be a face of anything. And she's like, I just won everyone's right to a safe abortion. And you won't let me be the face of it? They kept having, like, these actresses and Gloria Steinman and, like, all these other women who have had abortions that are classier and you know pretty and straight Mm -hmm. and Norma was poor and uneducated and she even says that she's uneducated but she likes attention so (laughs) 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 that can be a disastrous little mix right there (laughs) she had a good sense of humor at least yeah (laughs) she had a great sense of humor throughout the whole thing I just thought it was interesting that she went through this And then she wasn't really allowed to be a part of it in, like, a full sense of the whole movement, which was Gloria Steinman and her women and Miss Magazine and all of these other things. And she was kind of left out. She she wasn't classy enough or smart enough or pretty enough or straight enough or any of these things. And Mm -hmm. she kind of was, like, a forgotten hero for women. So I think it's good that we, like, say her name and, like bring attention to her while talking about 
abortion and Planned Parenthood and Roe versus Wade because none of this would have happened if she didn't say, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, that's amazing. It's such a, it's such a cool story too, you know. We've talked about this a few times, like some historical figures just get lost. They just get, I shouldn't say lost, they get excluded. Mm-hmm. That's the good word. The history books, from what we learn, from what we're raised with. So I'm glad that, you know, now later in life, I'm learning about all these influential women that have really shaped the world that I live in today. So thank you for, for you know, a little tribute to her <laughs> at the end. Yeah, I think it's important to like look back at our, the ladies that came before us. Our foremothers, <laughs> I think is what it's called. <laughs> <I love> it. <laughs> <laughs> they paved the way for us to be here and for us to have the opportunity to record ourselves talking shit about the patriarchy, <laughs> <laughs> trying to make a little difference in this big, gross, scary world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, right before we wrap up, though, I also just want to comment, uh, when are we going to get a female president? <laughs> Just side note, that that's going to open up a whole nother can of worms, but we'll save that Should for I start? Uh, the next election. <laughs> I would totally, just like to I say. just wanted to throw that in there real quick. I, when I voted, I did not vote for Joe Biden as president. I voted for Kamala Harris as VP. So <laughs> there you when go. I filled in that circle of that man that I just like I don't like any men so no man's gonna cut it for me but you know what I'll take an okay lady any day (laughs) so we also wanted to just add that we're always an ally we're always a resource we're a safe space we created a gmail it's novafempodcast at gmail.com and if you feel unsafe, if you just feel like you want to write, like, a feminist rant, like, I fucking love those, so send one to me. Um, <laughs> and if you ever need help getting a safe abortion, you know, there's organizations and we'll help you find them or we'll be your best friend for a weekend and help you through it or something. We want to we wanna be a resource for our friends who listen to the podcast so that's the place yes. to drop a little message or ask for help or I don't know give us an idea because we run dry sometimes <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we love you guys so much and uh, we hope you enjoyed our rants for the past hour <laughs> so um, but yeah so we will have another rant for you next week and stay tuned alright we love you bye love you guys <laughs> Good night.